For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, 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 what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Reggie Watkins. You're listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. Episode, uh, this is episode eight, right, Kevin? Episode eight. Episode eight. We're killing it. Kevin is killing it. Thank you so much. Kevin Cleland is producing the show, engineering, running the boards. We got a good show for you this week. We're going to talk about the NBA free agency winners. I got some ideas and some thoughts on who I think did the best. Team USA. They pulled out that goal, baby, when all you haters was hoping otherwise. We're also going to talk about Josh Allen and his huge contract that he signed over this past weekend. And vaccine mandates at the workplace. But first up. NBA free agency kicked off last week. And, you know, we talked about it in the last episode. We had a bunch of stuff going on, namely my Lakers. My dad actually messaged me after listening to the show and said, your Laker fanship really came through on this show. And I was like, I'm just being honest, man. I can't do anything but give the facts. The Lakers had the best offseason, had some great free agent signings. Uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, Trevor Ariza, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, who else did we get? We got Malik Monk. Man, they just brought in a bunch of dudes who are going to help the Lakers just get better and win a, a championship. If they're healthy, they're winning the NBA championship. I put my name on it. I've bet friends about it. Uh, at me. Please at me about this. Um, but I think there's some other teams that really came up in this free agent period, and one in particular, because I don't know, Kevin, if you know, but most people who know me know I am a huge Lonzo Ball fan. I was a fan of Lonzo Ball at UCLA. I went and saw the boy play at UCLA. He was dope. Um, I was so excited when he got to the Lakers because at that time I thought he was going to be amazing for the Lakers. He got here his rookie year. Played well as a rookie. Made all rookie team. Uh, had a good rookie year. Got hurt because he was still an <laughs> 18-year-old NBA player. Got hurt, um, but had an okay rookie year. And then all of a sudden LeBron comes in, and then Lonzo Ball is no longer on the ball, no pun intended, and it becomes the LeBron James show, which rightfully it should be. So then this young dude doesn't get to develop, and he gets traded off to New Orleans, where he goes to New Orleans, and he just gets better every year. Has a terrible time in the bubble, but comes back this year with a reinvented shot. After everybody s said the dude couldn't play no more, he was terrible, he was a bum, yada, yada. Comes out, shoots 37% from three, has his best uh, career field goal percentage, his points, almost 15 points a game while playing with Zion Williamson, the the new dude who's going to be the most amazing thing in basketball once he puts it all together, and Brandon Ingram. The team, he was a restricted free agent. The team has the option to match any deal that somebody was going to offer Lonzo Ball. Chicago Bulls, who... I was talking about earlier as a team that Lonzo would be perfect for. 
Chicago Bulls made a four-year, $85 million offer to Lonzo Ball. The Pelicans decided not to match it. Lonzo goes to Chicago. They have just vaulted themselves up in the East. Okay, they add a point guard to a team that already had Zach Levine, who averaged 27 points a game, and and Nikola Vucicic. Okay, I want people to understand what's going to happen here. And, And don't forget, also, not just Lonzo Ball, they added DeMar DeRozan to this team. Okay, they just added a young, great point guard who distributes, plays all around defense, hustles his ass off, and is a, I mean, brilliant passer. I, I would I would argue, besides LeBron James, Lonzo Ball might be the second best passer in the NBA. I mean, his court vision it just is ridiculous. And when you watch him play, you see that dude, he's one of the few people, like LeBron, who he catches a rebound, and his eyes are up the floor immediately, and you're getting these outlet passes over the top of somebody's head, or just he just moves the ball so fast that people can't help but get open shots. Imagine that what that's going to do for Zach Levine. I feel like Zach Levine is going to be this year's Devin Booker. Because Devin Booker, like I've always said, I, always, I think Devin Booker is empty calories. But he's not empty calories when you have somebody that does the stuff that Devin Booker was being made to do that he's not good at. The reason the Suns weren't that good is because Devin Booker was getting franchise player type money, but Devin Booker is not franchise running type player. They needed to get a Chris Paul on that team so that Devin Booker no longer has to be the guy who's setting up DeAndre Ayton and and other guys to get shots. Devin Booker doesn't have to be the guy that's going and getting rebounds, too. Devin Booker can just show up and do what Devin Booker does best, which is score. And now that Lonzo Ball is coming to Chicago, and, and shout out to Chicago this is my Shy Boy shirt right here. My man Shy Boys, uh, my man Sean, he was messaging something on Instagram and he put us up there and said we was going to talk about Chicago. And I said, damn it, you're right. I'm going to talk about Chicago. Shyboys.com, get you some at Shy Boys on Instagram. But Chicago Bulls are making one hell of a come up here because now Zach Levine can show up and do Zach Levine stuff, which is dunk on people's heads, shoot threes, and just get buckets. Lonzo will pass the ball. Lonzo will play defense on the perimeter. DeMar DeRozan will hit the mid-range. DeMar DeRozan will be a, 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 a good defender on the, on the perimeter. Nikola, Nikola Vucic is going to be a, a beast down. That's a 20-point-per-game, 20-10 guy in the NBA that the Bulls got last year from the Orlando Magic. They've just vaulted ahead of the New York Knicks, who signed Evan Fournier, who is a really good player. Evan Fournier, and Kimball Walker, who the name sounds great, but he was probably your third, fourth point guard. In, he was, I think he might have been the fourth point guard on the free agent list if anybody really cared about because of his size and the injuries and the defensive matchups. He doesn't play any defense, and he's got bad knees, and he's old. So we've got the top-tier teams in, in the East. Okay, we've got the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, reigning NBA champions. We've got the Brooklyn Nets, who are going to have their full team back. You've got the Miami Heat, who I think are a good team. They added Kyle Lowry, who I don't know how that what, – what, Kyle Lowry's still a good player, but I don't think that pushes anybody over the top. I don't think they jump into the category of Nets, Bucks. But they're there. You've got the Philadelphia 76ers, who still have – 
the team who was the number one seed in the East. We keep forgetting this because of the offseason that Ben Simmons had, and they lost in the second round to the Atlanta Hawks. But the Sixers still had the best record in the East, and they're bringing that team back with another year, and you're getting a Ben Simmons who bust, who's probably going to be busting his ass because he was embarrassed during these playoffs. So that team, I believe, will be better. But then you've got some drop-off right below that because you got the, uh, the Boston Celtics who changed their coach. They just lost their starting point guard. They've lost Marcus Smart. They also lost Tristan Thompson. Like, So what do they do now? They're going to take a step back for sure. I mean, last year they finished, the, they finished with a 36-36 and 36 record. Okay, And the reason I'm bringing this up because I have a side bet. Kevin, with some of my friends who seem to want to believe because they hate Lonzo Ball so much that the Bulls aren't going to have a better record than the Celtics. Just want to remind people, the Celtics had five were five games better than the Bulls last year. That's five games. While the Chicago Bulls did not have Alonzo Ball, Chicago Bulls did not have a DeMar DeRozan. The Chicago Bulls missed Zach Levine for almost 20 games. The Chicago Bulls are going to be, I got them as the fourth, fifth seed in the East this year. Possibly, I think they'll win 50 games, and I, I think they will be the fourth or fifth seed in the NBA. New York Knicks, like I said, they, they signed some people. They still got Julius Randle and, and um, R.J. Barrett, who can't go right to save their life. I do not know if those brothers have ever seen their right hand. I don't think the Knicks are, are – are, I think the Knicks had, had a nice season, but there's only so much you can do with that squad. And what they do is play real hard, and that's nice, but the talent has to kick in at some point. And I think Chicago Bulls are just more talented than New York Knicks. I think they're more talented than the Celtics. I mean, now, the Celtics have two players on their team who might be the best two players the Chicago Bulls are playing, and then the Chicago Bulls have the next four best players – I don't know. I'm not a big Jalen Brown guy. I like Jason Tatum. I think Zach Levine, Vucicic, eh, Jalen Brown about right there with them. The Wizards just lost Russell Westbrook. Bradley Beal is still there, but they brought in, um, I forget who they brought in, but they ain't bringing anybody that's going to matter. They brought in Kyle Kuzma, who, Kyle Kuzma, who took a shot at LeBron on his way out the door. Did you hear that clap, Kevin? Did not. No. Kyle Kuzma posted something saying uh, Kobe is the greatest of all time, unquestioned, on his way out the door, which, come on, man. I get it. I know. I know we want people want to love Kobe and all But when you say Kobe is better than LeBron, that's just, you already, if you say he's the greatest of all time, you're saying he's better than Michael Jordan, too. Now, I can't even speak to you. Not only did you, did you, did you speak blasphemous about MJ, now you're, and you're speaking about LeBron, too? Come on, man. I can't do that. Let the man rest. He was great, but he wasn't that dude like like these two cats. So the Wizards got Kyle Kuzma. Eh, whatever. The Pacers were in the play-in. Pacers. That's about where they're going to be. They're going to be about the 8th, 7th, somewhere around there, right? The Hornets. Hornets should be a little bit better, but they were the 10th seed. How much better are they going to be? Is LaMelo Ball going to take that next step? So... I'm looking at the Bulls, and I think Chi-Town, y'all should be excited, man, because y'all got a dope little squad coming through. I could definitely see 50 games for the Chicago Bulls this season, and I think it's going to be dope. I'm excited to see it, 
And like I said, I'm a Lonzo Ball fan because I'm a LeVar Ball fan. And if y'all didn't see this summer in the summer league just this past weekend, Leangelo Ball, you know, the dude who was stealing in China when he was at UCLA, Leangelo Ball made it to the league. LeVar said it. He did it. I'm waiting for LeVar Ball to have his book in the Bible. The book of LeVar because that man is a straight prophet. But like I said, Chicago Bulls, fourth, fifth seed, 50 wins. Haters, be quiet. We'll be back. Hi, haters. How you doing? How you feeling? You know, I, you know, there's a lot of haters that were uh, particularly bullish. I think, is it, is it bullish? Would it be bullish or would it be bearish? I think they're bullish. 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 A lot of people who were really bullish on Team USA basketball, the men's side of it, right? Uh, because like we talked about earlier, people really don't give a damn about Team USA basketball until they lose. They, we just expect these guys to win because they play in the NBA, all of them play in the NBA, and that they should just be better, right? No matter what team we put out there, no matter what kind of grouping we have, no matter the circumstance, we are supposed to blow people out on the regular. And when we don't do that, these guys are bums and trash and all the stuff. You can go over Twitter. You can listen to the media. You can listen to, you can listen to anything you want. Team USA plays a close game or loses a game, the sky is falling. Chicken Little is losing his mind. But Team USA won the gold medal this weekend. On Saturday, they beat France, redeemed themselves. They lost to France in the first game of the group play. Um, they redeemed themselves by winning 87-82. That was a close-ass game. Like, I mean, it was a good game, close game. Kevin Durant balled. 29 points and and I think that's a big deal because with any team you have to figure out who the man is at the end of the day what your role is knowing your role and who plays what role Kevin Durant's role on this team is when anything goes wrong when we need a bucket for sure you give me the ball and watch me work he's the best player on this team He's the best player on almost any NBA team outside of LeBron James. He took over, established who he was, and Team USA took off. They just had time. They had to get together and figure out how they were going to do this thing, right? You're putting together an all-star team, and it wasn't the best parts, right? You didn't have any real facilitators until uh, Drew Holiday got there fresh off of the NBA championship games. And you got Devin Booker out there, and you got Chris Middleton, and you finally got some pieces. They brought in JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee came in and gave him some time, right? They needed some muscle. They, hey, JaVale McGee ain't no real muscle, but JaVale McGee is, is tall. They needed some tall, right? So JaVale McGee came out there and just gave him a little bit of height. And they figured it out, and they got it together. And these games weren't even, you know, the, some of the games, after that France game, every game wasn't even close. Like, I mean, they had a 50-point blowout. Then they had a 40-point, a 30-point, a 20-point. And people were this. So Luka Doncic was out there, too. This is crazy, too, because everybody wants to love Luka so damn much. People were actually saying they would rather see the Team USA play against Slovenia, who has Luka Doncic and not much damn else, over France, who had already beaten them. And these are the same people who will be on, 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 uh, on Instagram and on Twitter talking about USA. Where's the competition? Simone Biles, she didn't want to compete against anybody. But when Team USA basketball got beat by somebody and they should want to avenge that damn loss, 
Everybody want to see him play Luca. That's what America really want to see. Why the hell we want to see that? I want to see redemption. I wanted to see uh, France, USA, part due. You know, part due, Kevin, right? That's what was it, Hot Shots part due? That I want nice. that's it, right? I wanted to see part due. And we got part due, and I was excited about it. Like I always want to see revenge. I mean, that's what we that's what we come for. I mean, what, what the drama movies ain't it, the best drama movies have to do with some damn revenge, some get back. And USA got all the get back this past weekend, and I was there for it. Now, going forward, what are we going to see from Team USA? Because next, what, what we got 2024? Uh, you ain't going to have no Braun out there in 2024. That, that, that ship has sailed. You might not have a Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant just won his third gold medal. I mean, he could try for four in about four years, but in four years, that man will be, I think, what, 36, 37? He ain't going to want to spend his summer somewhere. I mean, where, where are they going to have the games at anyway in 2024? I don't even know right now, right? Uh, Paris. Paris. Oh, that might be nice, though. Uh, that could be... <laughs> I might want to go get a gold medal in Paris for you know while I'm 37 and just chill. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe might that might be nice. Uh, you know, you gotta have Dame. Dame will probably be back. Jason Tatum will be out there. You know, uh, I think. Look, we've talked about the world catching up, and to some to some degree, that's true. The world is catching up because you got access to ball people see th their favorite stars at the drop of dimes they can emulate and they grow and they got all these you know they got hoops everywhere people can do it so now people know that the dream is accessible around the world so you got people anywhere playing ball i mean you find some dope dudes playing in bangladesh i mean wherever the hell you want to go you can find a dude who can play ball so the world is catching up but still at the end of the day they can't mess with us and you saw kevin durant and uh draymond on Instagram, just clapping the haters, clapping. They was clapping on my man Kendrick Perkins too. For you know, Kendrick was was calling him out, saying the world caught up and they probably ain't gonna win. And and they did bring it out. And hey, man, like Kevin Durant said, this skill is unmatched. We got the dopest dudes. Sometimes it just takes a little time. Just like teams, you can't just put together a damn all star team and expect them dudes to come out knowing they roll and firing on all cylinders. It took some time, but at the end of the day, the cream rose to the top. And we got that gold. And we got a bunch of goals. Man, Kevin, how many goals did we end up? We, we took uh, we beat China by one. I think it was 39. Yeah. We took we took all the golds, right? We took damn near all the golds. We had top medal count. Yeah, man. United States, we winning. Yeah, and, and gold medals. We 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 got some work to do in other other places. Like uh, you know, workplace manners, corporate tax paying, you know, all that stuff. But for right now, I'll take these damn gold medals. USA, USA, USA. We'll be back after the break. Josh Allen just got paid. Six-year contract, $258 million with $150 guaranteed up front. Is he worth that? Kevin, do you think he's worth that? He's good. I don't know if he's that good. He's, but, um... he's, he's good, right? He's really, I'll say he's really good. Actually, what I'll say is he had a really good 2020, okay? Um, and that's just how these contracts go, right? The next man up. 
Okay, Patrick Mahomes signed his contract, I think it was a year ago, right? And he got like, they gave him some, they, they said like 10 years, $500 million with all this money guaranteed. And the truth is, with any of these NFL contracts, they ain't never going to see the end of that contract. They're going to redo it and they'll do something to give them some more money up front. But they front load these contracts so the dead money don't kill them at the end. And if something happens to somebody, they can cut them or get rid of them and it ain't going to cost them too much in cap room, right? Um, but Josh Allen got paid, and after the year he had, this is about the time that they re-signed these quarterbacks, right? Josh Allen came into the league in 2018, uh, his first year. He started 11 games, played in 12. Their record was 5-6 and six when he started the games, okay? 52% completion percentage, 2,074 yards, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Not good. Okay, he was a rookie, a rookie out of Wyoming, right? And I was kind of skeptical when he got drafted. I'm like, who the hell is drafting a dude from Wyoming? And then I saw how big and fast the dude was. I'm like, oh, damn, okay, I guess that's how you draft somebody out of Wyoming. So he gets there and he looks okay for Buffalo, right? Uh, 2019, start 16 games. Out of the 16, they go 10 and 6, 58 completion percentage. Actually, almost 59, right? Uh, 3,090 yards, 20 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Better. 2020, he makes one hell of a damn leap, right? 16 out of 16 games. The team goes 13 and 3. He completes 69% of his passes. Kevin, he jumped up 10 percentage points in completions. Okay? Uh, from 30, from 3,090 yards to 4,544 yards. 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. You got to pay that man. Right. He's showing you the progression of getting better. And and on, rightfully so. His first year, you could watch him and be like, 52 percent. That's God awful. His second year, you could watch him and say 58 percent. And in today's NFL, 58 percent is almost God awful. OK. And then he makes this huge leap. But the problem I have with Josh Allen is people just go too damn far. I don't know what it is, and he looks good. He, he's gotten better every year he's in the league. I will not hate on that. But what I will hate on is anybody that's going to try to tell me that Josh Allen is a top-tier quarterback in the NFL. Because there, there, there's levels to this. we got to stop just throwing these words around and throwing people into these tiers that they don't belong in. Josh Allen ain't no damn Patrick Mahomes. I don't care if on his best day, he throws the ball very nice, and he runs really fast and does all the stuff. He ain't no damn Patrick Mahomes. If Josh Allen ever dream about being Patrick Mahomes, he better wake up and apologize. Ever dream about it. Don't even dream. He ain't Tom Brady. I mean, I'd rather have Tom Brady than I would Josh Allen. And I don't. Need, I ain't even a big Tom Brady fan. I just know I trust Tom Brady. When the, when the lights are the brightest and the chips are on the table, I'm going with Tom Brady. Josh Allen ain't there yet for me. He had a good 2020. I need to see it again. He ain't Aaron Rodgers. He's not. Please. He's not Russell Wilson. What Josh Allen is, is a dude who's progressed very nicely every year he's been in the NFL. And he's solidly in tier two. Nothing wrong with that. He's right there with Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson is actually there, 
He's right there with Lamar Jackson. And that's the one that is always the most polarizing, right? People want to compare Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. They're like, oh, I would take, I'll take Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson any day. Really? Why? What have we seen? So where, right? So if we're going to just go through the way I went through Josh Allen, we'll go through Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, 2018, his rookie year. Start seven games, plays in 16. You know what his record is as a starter? Six and one. Completion percentage, 58. Threw for 1,200 yards, six TDs, three interceptions. But we can't just go there, right? We can't just leave it there because you've also got to take into account his rushing, okay? 695 yards rushing. I mean, you you got to take that into account, right? His second year in the NFL, 15 out of 15 games started and played. The Ravens go 13-2. and Lamar Jackson, what's the completion percentage? 66. He jumped from 58 to 66, threw for 3,127 yards, 36 touchdowns, six interceptions in his second year. Rushing 1,200 yards. He is the first NFL player to ever throw for 3,000 yards and rushed for 1,000 yards. He won the MVP. Josh Allen got an MVP? I, I, I don't recall Josh Allen having uh, an MVP. 2020, Lamar Jackson, 15 out of 15 games, 11 and 4. 64% completion percentage, 26 interceptions to, I mean, 26 TDs to nine interceptions. 1,005 yards rushing. So, <laughs> so just. Just to put this in perspective, right, uh, he, he threw for 20, almost 2,800 yards and rushed for another 1,000, all while having COVID. He got COVID, Kevin, during this year and missed, missed out time, okay? The gap ain't that wide. The, the, there is no gap. I, for me, on my money, I'm going to, and this is the thing, they both do amazing things. Josh Allen has a cannon for an arm. His accuracy just caught up this past year. Lamar Jackson has a Lamar Jackson has a strong arm. He ain't got the, the cannon that Josh Allen got. But Lamar Jackson got the feet that Josh Allen ain't got. And when everything goes to hell, some how you what what, what are you going to get out of it? What are you going to do? You want somebody who can bail you out. That's why I take Lamar Jackson over Josh Allen. Both of them great. I still got Lamar in my book because Lamar, if you want to use their their stats, Lamar is the more accurate passer for their career. He's done it more consistently every year, completing higher percentage of his passes. And he rushes more. And he's got an MVP. And he's also going to be up for a contract uh, negotiation coming up soon because this is they just played their third year. They're on four-year contracts, which a buddy of mine was, like, shocked the other day when he saw uh, Trey Lance got paid four years, $37 million from the 49ers, and he got it all up front guaranteed. He was like, oh, my God, they paid him $37 million up front guaranteed? I was like, have you been watching the NFL? Since 2010, they changed these uh, – they changed these damn quarterback contracts and these first-round pick contracts because they were overpaying dudes. One by the name of Sam Bradford changed the whole game for everybody.
Kevin, you remember Sam Bradford, don't you? I thought he was going to save our Rams. Hey, hey, man, they gave that dude six. Too much money. They gave him six years, 70-some-odd million dollars, 50 of it guaranteed, and he came out and was a bust. And the NFL, uh, they the CBA, they re- renegotiated that quick, fast, and in a hurry. They can't keep giving these dudes who are basically lottery tickets all that guaranteed money. So now they give dudes four years, $37 million. It's, it's slotted, right? You, you're the top pick. You might get a couple million extra. Trevor Lawrence, I think, got four years, 38 or $39 million. Trey Lance was the number three pick. He got four years, 37 And that's what you do for these cats, right? And you just see what's going to happen with them. But Lamar Jackson has played three years. He's gonna get. He's the next guy up. Him, uh, I think Baker Mayfield should be up maybe this year for a contract extension as well. Who I don't think he deserves. He's not in the same category as those two dudes. No, no MVPs. His accuracy ain't on uh, on Josh Allen. His throwing yards ain't on Lamar or Josh Allen. I mean, he's good, but he ain't them cats. But. When we just gotta relax when we talk about Josh Allen. People, people were going at me saying, "Oh, this guy says he's not top tier." I said, "Yeah, this guy says he's, I'm not. He's not top tier." Did I stutter? He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Russell Wilson. He maybe not might even be Deshaun Watson, and maybe not Lamar Jackson. But he's right there with him. And Lamar, you see this, Kevin? He's a uh, second time having COVID. And you also know that uh, Lamar Jackson is not vaccinated. Well, he's saying that's a personal decision not to talk about that, that. That's between me and my family. Just say you ain't vaccinated, dog. Like we don't need to. We okay. If you were vaccinated, you would just say I am vaccinated. We know when you say, well, that's a personal decision that you ain't vaccinated. And the NFL is about to be making these dudes get the damn jab, man. It's coming. It's a corporation. It's not a government entity. The government can't tell me. They can't tell me what to do. Uh, The government can't tell you, although they tell us what to do a lot of the damn time. And they probably will end up telling us what to do on this one. But the NFL ain't the government. NFL can tell whoever the hell they want to get this vaccine because it costs them money when they're losing these players. Lamar Jackson just missed practice in a year where Lamar Jackson's coming off needing to be better with leading his team. He's got new receivers. Sammy Watkins is there. They drafted a new dude. Lamar Jackson is supposed to be out there getting this practice in, getting this work in, and he ain't out there because he got COVID again. And not saying that because you get the vaccine, you can't ever catch COVID, but if you get the vaccine, it is harder to get COVID. That's just it. These NFL teams want to take away the damn risk. And these dudes, him, Cole Beasley's dumbass, all these cats out here that are not getting vaccinated, and they're, they're, they're making it peer pressure. They're telling cats, yo, if you miss these players miss games, we got to put them in COVID protocol. We are not, you're going to have to forfeit. We ain't going to postpone or move nothing. You're forfeiting. And both teams ain't getting paid. And now they're talking about people's money. Oh, the jab is uh, coming. People are going to go get vaccinated because they don't want to lose out on this money. Now, the top tier cats. Those cats are the ones who can say, uh, I'll just sit out or I won't worry about it. But the dudes at the bottom, the, the, the draft picks, the dudes, you know, making a meal a year, maybe. Oh, they getting this shot because they ain't getting cut because of not getting it. It's just it's just peer pressure. And this is what's going to happen. And I'm with it. I don't know how many times, I'm, oh, Kevin, it, I'm losing my mind talking to some of these anti-vaxxers. It's just a, around the way you, they just go in circle. No idea what they're talking about. Everybody doing their research. And really their research is YouTube. 
YouTube and the crazy neighbor next door. And I don't want to hear none of y'all talking about researching COVID or researching anything. If your job don't entail you wearing a lab coat and working with Petri dishes, you ain't doing no research. You are just watching YouTube, dog. Just call it what it is. I'm a YouTube analyst. That's what you are. That being said, go on and get the vaccine, man. Get the vaccine, y'all, please. Anybody listen to this, just go get the vaccine. I got the vaccine. I ain't dead. You'll be okay. You tough. You'll be all right. That's our show for this week. I'm Reggie Watkins. You're, I'm probably right. Rate us, review us, subscribe. Leave a comment. Don't be hate. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.